I'm Misty Winkler, and you're listening to the Convivial Homeschool Audio Blog, Episode 72. Welcome to another season of Short But Meaty Focus Sessions to help you keep your head in the game as a homeschooling mom. Convivial is really another way of saying school A. It gets at the heart of what we want, a holistic education that reaches the soul as well as the brain, that brings peace rather than stress, and that directs our attention to what is true, good, and beautiful. This season, we'll spend more time learning what the ancients and early church fathers had to say about education, because we should be standing on the shoulders of these giants rather than making it up as we go along. So let's dig in. Taking Pains to Educate, Seneca on Parenting. So let's dig back into our reading of the great tradition, classical readings on what it means to be an educated human being. This book is a collection of the writings about education from Plato to the modern era, the writings that have informed the development of Western civilization and classical education. Today's quote is from Seneca, a Roman statesman who lived as a contemporary of Jesus and Nero. He wrote several influential treatises, some of which included considerations about education. First, he notes that education is not an easy gig. Quote, Guidance of children, however, is difficult because we ought to take pains neither to develop in them anger nor blunt their native spirit. Seneca here warns us of two opposing dangers, two ditches on either side of our correct path, either building resentment and anger in our children, how he says this happens might surprise you, or by stifling and smashing their personalities and energy. We each probably tend toward one or the other side, but sometimes we careen back and forth in an attempt to be balanced. I agree. We ought to take pains. What does this mean for us? We need to be taking pains. The bringing up of our children is not an easy task. It requires attention, intention, and a willingness to change and to sacrifice. Quote, the matter requires careful watching. Things easily deceive even a close observer. How often do we stop and really take note of the dynamic happening in our homes? Homeschool moms need to hold the line, quote, There is nothing that makes the child hot-tempered so much as soft and coddling bringing up. When we, molly, when we molly-coddle and act as a handmaid or nursemaid to our kids, they never learn how to handle the buffets of life and curb their bursts of passion. Of course we treat babies that way, but we need to let our kids grow up and experience hard work, consequences, and problems without rescuing them. Quote, He should be subjected to nothing that is humiliating, nothing that is servile. It should never be necessary for him to beg submissively. On the other hand, we are not to beat down our children either. They should be responsible and have to submit to authority, but also be an authority themselves, which they will not be if they are taught to be subservient. Homeschool moms need to allow freedom. Quote, If his spirit is commended and is led to expect good things of itself, it mounts up. But these same measures breed insolence and temper. Therefore, we must guide the child between the two extremes. 
Bottom line, we're going to have to always be paying attention. Hard truth. It's our job. We can do it. I'd like to share one final quote from Seneca, who also said that liberty requires wisdom. Quote, but there is only one really liberal study, that which gives a man his liberty. It is the study of wisdom. In our talk of classical education or a liberal arts education, we must keep our definitions and our aim in view. The liberal arts boil down to studying wisdom. Wisdom comes to us in many forms, and the liberal arts are concerned with wisdom in all its forms, not mere information or raw skills. It is knowledge with purpose, knowledge with application for all of life. We want to possess wisdom and act on it. That brings liberty of mind and conscience. Charlotte Mason agreed with this classical educator. She wrote in School Education that we should perhaps find a new word for education, which means applied wisdom. And what is wisdom? Quoting Charlotte Mason, Wisdom is the science of relations, and the thing we have to do for a young human being is to put him in touch, so far as we can, with all the relations proper to him. And what does she say is the result of the pursuit of wisdom? Fullness of living, joy in life, depend far more than we know upon the establishment of these relations. Seneca developed this aspect in its opposite form and described those who pursue the liberal arts for the information and the skills alone. Mm, Pull parrot stage, anyone? Quote, this unseemly pursuit of the liberal arts makes men troublesome, wordy, tactless, self-satisfied bores who fail to learn the essentials just because they have learned the non-essentials. Charlotte Mason likewise wrote, quote, It cannot be too often said that information is not education. The result of education in wisdom is a resilient integrity which knows what should be done and has the strength of mind and body to do it. It is not information, but applied knowledge. With this sort of education and wisdom, rather than a student who is tactless and troublesome, we will have a vital and vigorous youth. Quote, we want him till he is 12 or 14, if we may not have him longer. You may do with him what you like afterwards. Given this period for the establishing of relations, we may undertake to prepare for the world a man, vital and vigorous, full of living interests, available and serviceable. I think we may warrant him even to pass examinations, because he will know how to put living interest into the dullest tasks. Charlotte Mason Likewise, Seneca wrote, quote, It is at the cost of a vast outlay of time and a vast discomfort to the ears of others that we win such praise as this. What a learned man you are! Let us be content with this recommendation, less citified though it may be. What a good man you are! After all, virtue is the goal of education. And now it's time for this season's simple sanity saver, math tips. We use Matthewsy, and Matthewsy begins with the concept of place value and returns to place value to teach every new function. Without place value, you can't understand why numbers do what they do when you start combining them, so it is important. 
Matthew C. has some handy sayings for learning place value, such as, every number has a place, and place means value. The numeral nine, for example, means nine units if it's in the unit place, but it means nine tens or nine T if it's in the tens place. It has been quite helpful to have this vocabulary to show my beginning regroupers that 12 plus 8 does not equal 2. Without the zero, that means two units, not two tens, you need the zero to put the two in the ten place. Place value is also helpful when they want to work equations from left to right, like reading and writing. No, with math, you have to start at the unit place and move up the street from there. Place value brings greater clarity to long division, too. And when you hand your student graph paper on which to do his figuring, which I highly recommend, you can always remind him, keep each number in its right place. He might sigh and slump, but he knows what you're talking about. So here is my fourth tip for Matthew C., which is actually applicable no matter what program you use. I got this tip from Mr. Demi himself. Since place value in Matthew C. is important and keeping numbers straight and in their right place is critical, we use lined paper turned sideways. Now, my older students use graph paper to show their work, but that seems a bit excessive and also not large enough squares for the elementary students. But once they begin carrying and borrowing, it's super handy and leads to fewer place value flubs when we turn a lined piece of notebook paper on its side to help us keep the numbers in their right place, making columns instead of rows as we do our work. Try it! And that's it for this episode of the Convivial Homeschool Audio Blog. Are you interested in homeschooling with clarity, calm, and conviction? I know you are. I am too. So let's do it together. I've created a quick, heart-focused mini-workshop called Get a Grip and a Game Face. It's free, and it's the perfect way to start off your homeschool year. Head on over to simplyconvivial.com slash audio, click on Season 12, and access the free workshop. Remember, education begins with repentance. Repent. Rejoice. Repeat. Repeat.